Dodgers tickets, Lakers tickets, and Phantom of the Opera tickets. Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, it's theater, man. You ever been to the theater? Hey, what the hell wrong with you? Ain't nobody give a damn about no Phantom of the Opera? Hey, Franklin, there's money in culture. Man, let me tell you something, Roland. Black people don't want to see that shit. Now, I told you to give me some good shit, like Luther Vandross tickets or something. Luther Vandross is not culture. Fuck culture! Give me some good shit, man. People complaining about these fucked up tickets. You making me look bad, man. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Family Feud Sports Podcast, our Super Bowl 53 Bonanza, our special betting Bonanza podcast with myself, your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here with the godfather and former Bucks beat writer, Mr. Alan Dell. We're going to talk about our favorite prop bets as well as some reasons why we bet certain spreads, why we took certain money lines, etc., etc., Mr. Allen Dell, you're dealing with a little bit of a bigger bankroll than myself. I'm, I'm uh, tossing nickels and uh, nickels and pennies over at Vegas. You're betting the big, bu- big bucks over here, man. Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what do you got so far? I know you, you took the Rams on the money line in our Super Bowl podcast yesterday. You took the Rams to win 37-33, so you better be betting the mortgage on the over in this one, sitting at 56 and a half yeah, right now. Well, what, what else you got up your sleeve, well, Mr. Allen Dell? Before, yeah, before I get started, I just want to clear my head over this Porzingis trade. I'm a longtime Knicks fan. I'm done with the Knicks. Knicks have the worst organization was in, in the NBA. Steve Mills, the president, worst president. Scott Perry, I mean, it's just a disaster organization. My head hasn't cleared yet from that. They may luck out, but it would really be, really be luck if they get a free agent. All right. Well, we're going to talk some, anyway, we're gonna that talk was some NBA next week and get on this on okay. our, our Go Baller Family Feud Sports podcast here. But let's let's stick the football clear okay, your head because you want to make some money this weekend. So what are you going to be betting Okay, what I on? like, you know what I like? I like Robert Woods, total pass receptions. What y'all smoking on? Over five and a half uh, Okay, minus 147 on that. Uh, the Rams have an excellent passing attack. And Woods is their top guy. I mean, I think he's going to have an excellent game against you're, the Patriots. You're, you're top fantasy guy this season. A yeah, little right. Bit, a little bit of bias there. You don't, you don't think Belichick's going to try to scheme him and Cooks out the game? won't be able to. I, I think he'll, Woods will get at least six receptions. Okay, I like that and one. Also, it's on my list. It's on my list. Watch out for Brandon Cooks, total receiving yards. Could he be the leading receiver in this game? I think there's a real good chance. How, how about the under on Brandon Cooks? That's the one I got bulleted on my list here. The, the under, over-under Brandon Cooks is what I'm seeing is 75.5 receiving yards. He's averaging 75.3 on the year. Coming into last week's game, or two weeks ago, NFC Championship game, he had had under 70 receiving yards in six out of his prior eight contests. He has one of the toughest matchups, if not the toughest, toughest with Pats defensive back J.C. Jackson, who's playing top-notch football right now. He's allowing one of the league best in terms of catch rate percentage, 53.4%. I think Cooks at the under on 75.5 yards, especially with Bill Belichick knowing Cooks, knowing he's the, the, the Rams' deep threat. He's the guy who can open up the offense for the run game even more. I think he does press man coverage just like he did on Tyreek Hill to, to negate Cooks. I'll take the under on Cooks' catches. I'll take the under on Cooks' receiving yards. So we definitely differ there. Well, what else you got up your sleeve, Mr. Allen? Well, how about winning margin? Now, now I'm, I'm picking the Rams to win, but if you're picking the Patriots, going by past history, uh, Patriots win by one and six points. That, that's got to be the best winning margin there is. They've won 
In their five Super Bowls they've won, they won four by four points or less and one by six points. So if you're a Patriots guy and you want to bet them, take the one and six. Best bet of the day, maybe. Okay, so but just, that's assuming the Patriots will win, which I don't think so. So you're talking about one to six. So you got the, the first one, obviously, was 2002 against the, the greatest show on turf, the Rams, where the, the Patriots were 14-point dogs in that game, won by three, 20 to 17. And then they won by three against the Panthers, won by three against the Eagles. Those are their back-to-back wins. Then – Looking all the way back to 2015, they beat the Seahawks by four. So they hadn't won a game, Super Bowl game, by more than four points in their first four Super Bowl wins. Finally got the, their biggest win, which is only by six in overtime, what have you, in that game against the Falcons in 2017. Yeah, the Patriots always play close Super Bowl games. That's so right. I'm, I'm saying take the one of six, uh, whether you're taking the Patriots or the Rams. The Patriots are was, was that last thing I time I looked, one of the books was th- plus three fifty and the Rams were plus three seventy five. Catch me outside. Uh, How so about you may that? or you can like take it. both. If I this like is a it. close game, then you're gonna make money by taking both teams. Well, I I, I've got I've got bets on the Patriots minus two, Patriots minus two and a half, Patriots money line. So I'm I'm all over the place on the Patriots right now. And one to six, I, I like I like that bet. I know you, you there's a little bit of juice on that. You got to lay a little bit more to win money on that bet. But overall, not bad, not bad. How about talking about some player props here? You mentioned Brandon Cooks. I like Josh Reynolds okay. as the main pass catcher for the Rams because he's going to be the one that's less focused on in terms of the defensive backs there. I think Cooks and Woods are the focal point of the Patriots' defensive game plan to shut down the passing attack from Jared Goff and Sean McVay, Josh Reynolds over over under 19 and a half yards, longest catch in the game. He's cleared the over on this in four out of the last five games, and you saw him as a key part in the Rams' win over the Saints in the NFC Championship game. And another one with Reynolds, take this back-to-back, over under 47 and a half receiving yards. I think Josh Reynolds could be the leading receiver or right up there with Robert Woods, who plays out of the slot. I think, like I said, I think the, the Patriots focus, they, they have one of the best, if not the best, cornerback trios in the NFL. Those guys are really going to focus on taking Cooks and Woods out of the game. I think Reynolds serves as that third type of safety blanket target for Josh. For, sorry, Josh Reynolds serves that for Jared Goff under center. So I like Reynolds over 19.5 yards, longest catch, and over 47.5 receiving yards. What say you, Mr. Allen? Uh, again, I say the best bets on uh, on total pass reception or total receiving yards, again, are Woods and Cooks. I just, Cooks will, will do his damage. He knows the the Patriots that used to play for them. Uh, so I like that. And, and if what, you, what, yeah. wait, 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 don't just gloss over that real fast. Does Cooks know the Patriots or do the Patriots know Cooks? You tell me that. I think it's, it's the more is going to be Cooks knows the Patriots. He knows uh, – uh-huh. uh, Betting against the hoodie, man. Boy, what's up? Uh, you sure about that, Mr. I, I, I feel good about that. And uh, Okay. Contrarian, man. You're the contrarian man over here. Betting the Rams money line. Okay. Well, what, and what else And the last got? thing, how about the highest scoring quarter? I, I think that's a lock. you got to go to the fourth quarter. The Rams, excuse me, the Patriots only scored three points in the first quarter. I believe in all their Super Bowl victories. Okay. And so a uh, high scoring quarter, I'd say you take the fourth quarter because that's when they, that's when teams get desperate. That's when they take chances. You know that. What's that? I, I, that's the best value. Uh, the, the Patriots, again, always seem to start slow. They've done it consistently in that, and then they make their adjustments. Maybe the third quarter is the lowest scoring because 
the defenses are coming out of, of halftime with their adjustments, and then they just go wild in the fourth quarter, especially if the team falls behind, they're going to start taking chances. Uh, so I, I say take the fourth quarter if you're going to go on highest scoring quarter. I think that's a really good bet. Okay, an interesting one to throw in, there, throw in there or wherever you can find it is that the winning team takes the lead in the final three minutes or overtime, yes or no. And this has happened in seven out of the eight Patriots Super Bowls, that the winning team has actually taken the lead in the final three minutes or overtime. So you talk about that. Another one that you talked about is or that we talked about in the last podcast is Patriots. They've scored a combined three points in the first quarter of all eight Super Bowls okay. together. So if you can get the Patriots at just at – just as a team total by themselves in the first quarter, or just the overall total of 10.5 points, I like the under. I like the under 27.5 points in the first half combined. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Both of these teams are going to try to establish the run. It's the best things they have going for them right now with Gurley and Anderson for the Rams to open up the pass, and obviously with the three-headed monster, Michelle, Burkhead, and White. I love the fact that both these teams are going to try to run the ball. Even though they have capable quarterbacks, I'm taking the under for the game. I'm taking the under for the first half. I'm taking the under for the first quarter. The only thing that scares me about the Patriots, and, I, and maybe it's maybe I'm due for a win or the Patriots are due here, but if not for the Seahawks and Falcons games where Malcolm Butler had the last second interception to win it and the Patriots came back to beat the Falcons in overtime, the Patriots would be 1-7 against the spread in their eight Super Bowls. They're three and five, but without those without those Falcons and Seahawks games going the way they went, they could be one and seven overall. And like you said, the close margins of victory, the Patriots in eight Super Bowl games, their uh, overall scoring is 202 to 198. They've outscored their opponents by four points in four Super Bowl wins. I mean, you know, with four Super Bowl wins. I mean, that, that, that's saying something right there. And another interesting over-under in this, especially with Brady, a quarterback, is the total number of Patriot players to have a reception, at least one catch, and it's over seven, under seven. Uh, under what do you seven. like on that one? Well, I'm looking at you got Edelman. Let's see who's going to catch passes for sure. Edelman, Gronkowski, and White or Lux. Yep. And you got Hogan. Hogan. Dorsett. Yeah. Sony Michelle. Well, Michelle's only had one target since week 13. Okay, well, so let's that, say he doesn't have one. But Burkhead, you still have Burkhead. Okay. And then. The fullback, James Devlin. And Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson's in there too, yeah. That's eight right there. And if Michelle, that's nine. So you got nine potential pass catchers there. And you know he likes to spread it around. Hey, who knows? Backup tight end Dwayne Allen could get open on a random play too. So I think the over-under in terms of total pass catchers for the game for both teams is 14 and a half. When you look at the Rams side of things, you got Woods, Cooks, Reynolds. You got two tight ends. That's five. You got two running backs. That's seven. So I think you're guaranteed at least seven guys to catch the ball. For the Rams, but outside of those seven guys, I don't think anything else is going to happen. So you're basically banking on Brady to really spread it around. So you could see 16 potential pass catchers in this game if you throw in Dwayne Allen, which he has been targeted. He was targeted, I believe, at least one time in that Chiefs game there. Um, It's going to be interesting. Look, these are some simple ones for me. Philip Dorsett scored a touchdown in three straight games. The guy's coming on strong ever since Josh Gordon left the team indefinitely. Over 29 and a half receiving yards, I think I'm leaning on that right there. He's averaging 35 yards a game since being back as a starter. Philip Dorsett, again, over two and a half receptions. He's averaging 3.3 since Josh Gordon left. Edelman, over 79 and a half receiving yards. Edelman is averaging 96 and a half yards 
since Josh Gordon left the team. And the over-under for this game is only at 79.5. Going up against Nikel Roby Coleman, who's a shaky slot cornerback at best for the Rams, coming off obviously right, yeah. the, the big the big no call in that game. And then Edelman, he's averaging eight catches a game in the playoffs. Six and a half receptions, over-under for this game. I'll take Edelman on the over on both. I'll take Dorsett on the over on both. I'll take Reynolds, Reynolds on a few overs as well for the Rams side. Um, I mean, it's, there's some there's some interesting ones there. I mean, how about Jared Goff more more passing yards in the second half and overtime versus the first half? If you think the Patriots are going to win, you think game flow is going to be in their favor, then the, that means the Rams are going to have to throw to catch up in the end. Or how about that's the, another one that I like. Longest pass completion uh, for, Goff, Bra- for Brady Goff. or Goff? Well, Goff, it's th- the over is thirty eight point five. You like the over? Yeah, I do. I th- they're they're kind like of an explosive. That's, that's, that's why. And they're explosive offense, you know. And I think I think the game. And, and, and let's face it, the Patriots' defense. I'm sorry, I might disagree with you. The secondary, it's all right. It's nothing special. Stephon Gilmore is one of the best DBs. Uh, in the league. I, I think the Rams might have a little overrated secondary. A keep to leave. I mean, he. I mean, he's about 80 years old in football years. <laughs> but the defense has played well since he's come back. I mean, you can't you can't deny that. I, I, know, I know you got your little Aqib Talib beef from when you were a Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer there. But I, I'm um, on the other th- side of things with Jared Goff. Tom Brady, longest pass play, 36 and a half yards. I'll take the under. He has not completed a pass 37 yards or more since week well, 13. that's interesting, yeah. Since week 13, Tom Brady. And who's he throwing it deep to? Philip Dorsett maybe for a 30-yard gain down the field. Chris Hogan yeah. had a long touchdown against the Steelers about a month or two ago, but that wasn't a completely busted yeah. coverage type of play. That wasn't at, at a straight design or yeah. skill from Hogan there. Yeah, the, the, the Patriots don't have a deep threat, so they, they might get a long pass on, on a ball that's thrown – Five yards in the air, and then uh, Cordell Patterson takes it another forty, you know, with yeah. his legs. So yeah, or I mean, I I, I like I, I put a, about a dollar and twenty five cents on Cordell Patterson to score the first touchdown of the game. That'll give me like fifty bucks right there. So lay, lay, laying a couple bucks on, on those long shot first first score TD type of props. We won't get into those, but just look. Overall, Patriots are going to try to run the hell out of the ball, and I don't see why they won't be able to because that's what that's what they've been successful doing against pretty good defensive lines in the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll take the over on the carries for all three Patriots running backs. Over under James White, three and a half carries. Why, I don't see how he can't get at least yeah, four, five, man. six. Rex Burkhead over four and a half carries. He's going to be involved. He had two touchdowns in the last game. Sony Michelle, the easiest one. 17 and a half carries. He's averaging 26 and a half in both playoff games. Sony Michelle, 76 and a half yards over under over all day. He's averaging 119 and a half yards per game in the playoffs, 101 yards in his last four games. To me, those are easy bets right there. And don't forget that CJ Anderson here has outtouched Todd Gurley 40 to 23 over the last few weeks. The over under on CJ Anderson is 10 and a half carries. I say he easily clears that because both teams are going to be continually trying to establish the ground game. I think it's a running back split at best. I would take the over on 12 and a half carries for Gurley, but I wouldn't, I'm not betting any Gurley props. You know why? Because one play he could hurt his knee, get banged up and be on the sideline on that bike. And I'm not, I'm not taking the chance with a single Todd Gurley prop in this game, but I will bet the over on CJ Anderson, 42 and a half yards instead of half carries. How about James White, uh, over 18.5 yards rushing? 
That's the over that, under. Yeah, that's not much. That's not much. Yeah. Longest rush over six and a half yards. He's covered that in over six of his last eight games. Covered the over in that one. How do you pay, man? James White uh, over 44 and a half receiving yards, over 15 and a half yards, longest catch. He's done that in three straight games. Uh, James White is that dump off option when Aaron Donald and Namik and Sue are bringing the pressure. Uh, I, I think we've covered a lot of player prop bets there. I, just, just, a, just a few. I'll let you finish up here, real that that I took because you have two of the best kickers in the game, Greg the Leg and Steven Goskowski in this one. Over under made field goals four and a half. I'll, I'll take the over on that. You you can actually bet three and a half, two and a half on certain spreads as well. Uh, over under on longest field goal for the game is forty five and a half. I'll take the over. I think there's at least one field goal that's between 46 to 50 or so yards you, you both kickers have the the leg to do it and and they're accurate kickers as well and I don't think Belichick or McVeigh will shy away from leaning on their kickers if they need to get those easy points in this game yeah. how about interceptions uh the over under on Brady is 0.5 INTs if that that seems like a good bet um, <laughs> almost had three in the against the Chiefs huh uh, yeah One but back for a penalty and uh 301.5 your passing yards would you say he'll go over that? I think so. I think you have to, and, and this is something that you like. I, neither of us are betting experts here. I, I, I think we're we're both kind of trying yeah. to get from the Joes to the pros type of status, you know, with, with all the action we've been doing this year. But uh, you have to you have you have to bet in terms of what you think the game's going to play out to be. So if, if me and you are on different sides here, you're picking the Rams to win in a shootout. I'm picking the Patriots to win in a low scoring game, and. and you have to make these prop bets based on how you think the game flow is going to play out. You, you can diversify a little bit and try to hedge some of your bets, but I'm betting the props that, that align with my final score prediction of Patriots 28, Rams 24. That, that I was leaning something along those lines when the, when the spread first came out, and that, that's what I'm leaning towards now, and I would not be surprised to see a 23-20 game, a 24-21 game. I think these are two good defenses. I think both teams want to run the ball, and there's going to be a lot of clock that 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 ticks off pretty fast before we, before we know it. This could be one of the quicker Super Bowls we've had in the last few years. Yeah. Well, every time Brady uh, throws for 300 or more yards, he has an INT. Uh, so, and this is I, I, he's going to throw for 100, 300 yards in this game. Uh, probably eclipse uh, the 301.5 yards total, like I said, and I think he'll throw at least one interception. He, he hasn't been on his best this year yeah and and look all, all the commotion made about Aaron Donald and he's going to win his second straight defensive player of the year award let's not forget the Rams this year are allowing 4.9 yards per carry to running backs and they're playing against the league's best rushing attack in the Patriots right now 4.9 yards per carry okay what does that really mean that's the fourth most in the league that's the fourth worst run defense by the Rams okay Receivers but the Rams check them out in the in the playoffs, so their numbers but, but are. You're talking about two games, and and in a, a game where they got up on the Cowboys, and the Cowboys maybe didn't stick to Zeke Elliott as much as they should have in that game. So, are you going to take it off the whole season, or just in these two games? And you you can do it either way. You can do it based off the last two games. I I hear you on that one. I just see how the Patriots have run the ball. The the. The Chiefs' defense is is kind of a shit show, but they've got D. Ford on the line. Forget about the offside penalty he had. They, they've got some other talented guys on that line. Let's not forget the Chargers had Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Half the half the sports writing community was picking the Chargers to upset the Patriots in that divisional round, right? Remember that? Yeah. And it, it's, it's so quick to forget when the Patriots just completely blew them out of the water. 
And I'm not forgetting the way that they've completely had their way with the offensive line. I talked about in the last podcast that the Patriots had the third best body mass index, the third highest body mass index in terms of their linemen are huge. The offensive line is going to push those guys around, and they're going to match up well with Fowler, with Sue, with Donald. So I'm leaning on, on all these overs when it comes to Patriots running game. And then if I'm going to take some unders, I'm going to take the unders on Cooks. I might I might take the under on uh, on Jared Goff passing touchdowns. He's a, I don't think Jared Goff's had multiple uh, passing touchdowns in the last eight to ten weeks more than one time, I believe. I don't have that number in front of me. But, yeah, okay, Jared Goff under one and a half touchdown passes. Jared Goff has had one or less TD passes in six out of his last seven games. So I, I like that one right there. Uh, just, any, anything else you got, Mr. Allen? How about the number of uh, Patriot players and number of Ram players who score points? Uh, it, it's the same for both. The over is 3.5. Obviously, the under under three for the Patriots, the under is 3.5 plus 170. For the Rams, it's only plus 135. Uh, so okay. you, you okay. might want to think of that one. Okay, I, I see you there. Uh, some news that I've read, which is pretty interesting, getting off the field. The first Budweiser advertisement that's supposed to run during the game has already been released, and there's an over-under, if you can still find it, of how many Clydesdale horses will be shown in the first Budweiser ad. It's an yeah. eight and a half, and the commercial's already been released, and there's only eight horses in the ad. Yeah. So if you see that out there, that's already a gimme money bet right there. How about, well, yeah, well, uh, Donald Trump tweet during the game? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. But how about this? this is a sure money bet. Will Donald Trump attend the game? I uh, no. No sitting president has ever attended the Super Bowl. And you think with the government shutdown and the last Super Bowl, Mike Pence attended and got completely booed. You think Trump wants to go out there and get booed? That's bad for Atlanta, his PR Georgia. His I don't think he's a popular person in Atlanta, exactly. Georgia. You got you got. I think you have to lay a hundred to win like twenty bucks. But that's almost that's that's the most surefire bet you can get in this game. If somebody asked Todd Gurley on Twitter, what's your fav- What's the team's favorite Gatorade to drink? He said it's Ice Punch, which means if the Rams win, you know what color Ice Punch is? It's no. a clear Gatorade, Mr. Allen does. So you better put that, put, th- put that one in your back pocket. You'll win six times your money on that bet right there, man. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, look, I mean, you got, you, you got 50 bucks lying around. You can lay 50 prop bets, bet a dollar on each one, maybe yeah. maybe double, triple your money. You know, ha- Have some fun. If you want to lay 100 bucks, you got that type of bankroll, Mr. Mr. Allen Dunn. I, well, I, I don't know, have the 30000 You're falling out of control right now, man. I don't have that $30,000 that that one uh, broadcaster. Oh, your bet. boy Clay Travis yeah. and Cousin Sal, man. Yeah. yeah they, they went down on the they hole. They claimed they lost 30000 apiece, but I guess they can afford it. So well, they, they no, I, think it was, I think it was together, and they had a third guy who backed out of that bet last second who was supposed to split the cost with them. So. Oh, is that right? I yeah. don't know. But, uh, you know, what, what can you do? Bad calls happen all the time, and they happen in that game. But there were some other bad calls against the Saints as well that weren't called earlier in the game. But it's always about that last one that wasn't called. That's for sure. I mean, how do we want to wrap it up, Mr. Allendale? I think we talked enough props. I'm propped out right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna like again. I'm. I'm. I'm just the main bet I'm taking is uh, the Rams winning the game, and uh, stick with it. It's a good bet. Uh, and here's the, the last thing: Will Brady still be considered? If the Brady loses, he'll be five. What five and four? In Super Bowls, if he wins, he's six and three. Is that going to matter to to his legacy? No, not at all. I don't know. I don't understand why people say that. Yeah. Who cares? He can lose. He's four and three in the Super Bowl right now. 
He can lose three Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, I, I don't buy the he's thing not. that he's the greatest athlete ever because he can play. You can play football as a quarterback at forty-one. You cannot play yeah. NBA basketball unless maybe you're a seventh. Kareem could could he did it, but no, Michael Jordan the type of style he plays. You can't play that at forty-one. If, if you say greatest winning athlete or greatest sports champion, you just got to phrase it the right way because yeah. he's not the greatest. Will Chamberlain's your, one of your No, Will Bill athletes, Russell so, won 11, yeah. but that was a you know. Well, I'm talking about just pure athlete. Let's not talk about titles. Let's talk about just best athlete, period. We can, we can go on a long time for that one. But it's just one interesting one. Things that you can find out that are going to be surefire bets, and I'm going to have to place a couple of bugs on this in addition to will Donald Trump attend the game, which is going to be no. And there's already been reports that he's having a party in West Palm, wherever the hell he, he has his parties at. Will, will Jim Nance or Tony Romo mention the spread? CBS, in their policy, uh, refuses analysts and broadcasters to talk about gambling. Uh-huh. So that's a no. And you're not going to win that much. you got to lay some money to win a little. you got to lay a lot to win a little. But sometimes those are the best bets out there, and that's what I've been learning in my first year of sports. I would say first year and a half of sports betting, but real first year of taking the NFL somewhat seriously. Following some really good articles on the Action Network, CBS, those guys out there in terms of their podcasts. Um, the Ringer NFL podcast. I mean, there's there's so much good NFL content out there, podcasts, articles, et cetera, et cetera. You you can get some really good information and be well informed when you make these picks, prop picks, line picks, et cetera, et cetera. We wish you all good luck from the Family Feud Sports Podcast. We'll be watching the game together this Sunday, and I guess either you or me are going to be winning. One of us going to be winning money. One of us going to be losing money, Mr. Allen Dell, because the Pats are taking this game home, baby. Great cash, homie. We'll see. Unless I, you know, take another prop. Maybe the game will go in overtime. Yes, plus 600. So. Okay, well, I'm going to end this in 30 seconds. Interesting story. I think I've told you this before, but you, but you might not remember. I got a signed Giants football helmet. When I was at the ESPN Club in 2002, yeah. when I lived in Orlando, I was 14 years old. And we went to watch the Super Bowl. This was the Rams and Patriots. I remember, yeah. And they were interviewing people in the in the stands at the tables before the game started saying, who do you think is going to win? And the guy came up to me and I said, I, the Patriots are going to win. He said, oh, are you sure about that? And I gave a final score that wasn't right. But I was the only person that said the Patriots are going to win because I was all about the underdog. That's how I've always been. I wasn't betting at that time, obviously, and and they, they came up and gave me a signed Giants football helmet after that because the so I, I have an affinity for the Patriots because they're all, they'll always be underdogs in my heart from winning that initial Super Bowl against the greatest show on turf and the Rams. So we'll close that on that. Patriots well, not the underdog now, but dogs are eight and two against the spread. Yeah, you know, well the so. Patriots open as dogs in this one, so does yeah. that count? <laughs> they're not dogs now. A lot of lines have moved to minus three now. One of the Vegas books took their largest bet of the, of the Super Bowl at minus three on the Patriots. Five-figure bet. So you tell me, man. Sharp I'll take money, those three points. Coming in on the Pats. I'll take those three points. Okay. Right. But I'm, I'm going money line too. So. All right, Mr. Allen Dell. Hey, hey, do it up, man. We'll see. Best of luck to everyone out there. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday. We'll see you guys and gals next time. Peace out.
today, Steve. I hope you are. I'm just fine, ma'am. Now pronounce your last name. Britain, Britain, Britain. Britain, Britain. Just like the country. Yeah, with two T's. <laughs> Britain with two T's. Miss Irma, I love you already. I loved you a long time, Steve. Yeah. Steve Harvey, this the family feuding. Baby mama drama, got the family losing. Smoking, back, out the front door fuming. I was just a student, now you look like fooling. Yeah. Hunger got me moving, starving artists too. I'm just being human, I'm a human being. I might start a movement, like the Carter too. When my bitch gets me cheating, we go shop for shoes. I'm getting even. I'm getting even more than that. More than that. Yeah. Switch pie, I want more than half. Yeah. Two say, I want more than that. More than that. Damn. Hot and ready like you ordered that. By the time you try to leave the nigga, I was already done being with you. Me and got a fight, nigga. Baby, that's the door. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Pack up and take a demons with you. Make sure. Make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you. Yeah. Steve. Bitch, the family feuding. Baby mama drama. Got the family losing. Smoking backwards. Out the front door feuding. I was just a student. Now you look like foodie. Hunger got me moving. I was starving too. I never bothered, but I could have been a Harvard student. I was hardly stupid, but I was young and foolish. Awesome ways to use Family feuding. Fine.